It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. What is going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. It's Thursday. It is a damn good Thursday after the Reds have swept the Houston Astros. That's right. You heard me right. That's their fourth win in a row. The Reds are getting on a roll. Thanks for tuning in today. Real quick, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on the many platforms with which you can get the Locked On Reds podcast. Also, check us out on social media at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three S. Head on over to LockedOnReds.com for even more content and hit us up on the Locked On Reds line at 513-549-0159. But man, it was a good day to be at the ballpark on Wednesday. Got to go down with a couple of guys. We all dressed up like Derek Dietrich. It was awesome. We were hoping for a picture with him. Didn't quite get that. That's okay. We had a blast anyway because the Reds pulled one out. That's right. Three straight wins over the Houston Astros, all of them of the one-run variety. And don't look now, but that bugaboo that was the one-run game early on in the season, it's turned around for the Reds here lately. It's one of those things that you can point to and say, you know what, they're important, but there's also a little bit of luck involved. And hey, we'll take it when the luck falls our way because there were a lot of great plays and we're going to get to that here in just a moment. But I just want to say for definitively for a moment here, guys, the Reds are back. They're on a roll. We're getting into this season now and the Reds are ready to roll. Finally, after the lineup had just been dormant forever and the pitching was doing the the best that it possibly could to keep them in every game that they were in, and they just couldn't get it going, they did everything they needed to do to beat probably the prohibitive favorites to win the World Series this season. The Astros are that good. Now, there have been some detractors say, well, you know, George Springer wasn't there, and neither was Carlos Correa, and neither was Jose Altuve, at least for the first two games. He came back on Wednesday, and the Reds shut him down pretty decently, but they still had Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman is one of the best players in the game of baseball today. They still had a pretty decent lineup, and the Reds faced down their three best pitchers. They face down Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Wade Miley. And they won. They beat Wade Miley, they beat Justin Verlander, and they beat Garrett Cole. I mean, come on now. It's not like they got lucky and 
they faced some guy from, you know, they had to bring up from AAA or anything like that. They faced two of the best pitchers in baseball today. Now, Garrett Cole may not be super highly ranked, but Justin Verlander is without a doubt one of the top five best pitchers in the game of baseball today, and I would debate anybody on that fact. And the Reds beat him. They hit three home runs off of him. Now, they did only score one run off of Garrett Cole, but for the first time in this series, they faced the Houston closer in Roberto Ozuna. And he's not been doing too bad this year. But the Reds strung together the hits that they needed to get, and the rest is history. It was absolutely fantastic. That ninth inning was unbelievable because it had all the highs and the lows, and it started in the top of the ninth. I don't know if you got to see the game, and I'm not sure with the television broadcast if they were able to show this or not, but what happened? Now, I'm sure they showed Jesse Winker's play, obviously. Tony Kemp was waved around third base on a hit out to left field, and Jesse Winker snags the ball, picks it up, and you wonder, because one of the knocks against Jesse Winker is his fielding ability, but on this play, he flashed a mean arm, just throwing an absolute bomb down to home plate that Kirk Casale picked up, tagged Kemp, got the final out of the ninth inning. When it looked like it was going to be the final out of the top of the ninth inning, when it looked like it was going to be an insurance run for the Astros, Jesse Winker got the throw in there and got him out. But wait a minute. Houston decided to review it. And in the review, it looked pretty straight on, you know, that it was an out. So you wondered if maybe Houston was challenging if Kurt Casale blocked the plate too early, which is a dumb rule. I get that. I, I hate that rule. I think that the catcher should be able to do whatever he needs to do to get the out. But that's neither here nor there. The rule is the rule. So they were challenging based on that rule. And the home plate umpire takes off the headset, hands it to the bag man, and turns to his first base umpire to confer and literally does the hand signal for safe. So for a half a second, everyone in the ballpark thought, oh my gosh, they overturned it. What the heck is going on? And then like almost immediately, the home plate umpire realized what he was doing and, and he like shook his head, waved his hands and he gave the out signal and everyone was happy because, well, he was out obviously, but it was just so ridiculous. Like, my goodness, we went from super high with Winker getting the out to super low thinking that they found some reason to overturn it. And then we're right back to where we were. Now the Reds are up the bat. Lead off double by Jose Peraza. Just absolutely fantastic. We're like, man, they could get something going here. And then they pinch hit Tucker Barnhart for Kirk Casale. Or, you know, they, they set Kirk Casale down and they bring in Tucker Barnhart. Now, I get it. There is some argument for the fact that Tucker is a switch hitter, so he can bat left-handed against the right-handing pitching Ozuna. So maybe that's a matchup uh, change chance there, but it didn't happen that way. Tucker struck out on three pitches. It was never in a bat that you felt like Tucker had a chance in. So that was strange. So, okay, one out. Then they pinch hit Joey Votto. He'd had the off day. He didn't start. Derek Dietrich actually got the start at first base on Wednesday. And so you're like, all right, Joey's in. Let's see what he can get done. He strikes out on a check swing. And then you're like, come on. We got a leadoff double, and now we're sitting here with two outs. What is going on? But Nick Senzel, the rookie spectacular 
hits a single out into left field, and really Michael Brantley misplayed the ball. And because of that, Nick Senzel was able to advance to second. But while he misplayed the ball, Jose Peraza came around, scored the game-tying run. So everybody's back on their feet. They're like, holy crap, this just happened. The Reds are no longer losing. We're back in this. We might be having extras. Which, after a 30-minute rain delay, wouldn't have surprised us. It's like, day games never seem to get going or end on time because of what the weather's been here lately. But then, Jesse Winker comes up and delivers the knockout blow. And a ground ball back up through the middle, and the Reds win! The Reds win! The Reds are going to win the game and sweep the Astros! The youngsters, Senzel ties it with two outs in the ninth, and in... The wink of an eye. Winker, the game-winning base hit into right center field. And the Reds have swept the Houston Astros. That's our good buddy Tom Brenneman there on the call for Fox Sports Ohio. Just thought I'd put that in there. Just Sometimes you get the greatest drama when it comes to this team because this whole season has been one of expectations and those having not been met so far this year. But with sweeping the Astros, they're now four games under 500. And I'm going to take a look at their upcoming series with the Milwaukee Brewers that starts tonight, actually, a four-game series up in Milwaukee. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Hotels.com. Stop hate-liking your friends' vacations and get one of your own. Go to Hotels.com. they got great rates and a reward system for your stay. That's Hotels.com. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Thursday. A reminder, tomorrow, for Phone in Friday, I will have Wick Terrell, the man from RedReporter.com, in to talk Reds with me. we got a lot of great stuff to talk about. Don't want to miss that. Make sure to check in tomorrow for Phone in Friday. And I want to preview this weekend's four-game series with Milwaukee because it's a big one. It's the kind of thing that if the Reds can build on the momentum from this Astros sweep, maybe they can start to turn their fortunes around. And we're not talking about a seller anymore. We're talking about a buyer. Because the Reds currently sit five games back of where the Brewers currently are in the standings. The Brewers are a half game back from the Cubs in the standings as the Cubs won yesterday. Or, yeah, the Cubs won yesterday and the Brewers were beaten by the Padres. And the Brewers are an interesting case because beginning June, They won six of the first eight games in June. And now in these last eight games since then, they've lost six of eight. So it's almost as if everyone in the NL Central is doing the same thing that the Reds are. It's just Brewers happen to have a run in them earlier in the season that have put them over 500 as they currently set with a record of 40 and 34. So the Reds are four games under 500, while they are six games over 500. And it'll be interesting to see how the Reds play this series out, because on paper, the Brewers have been struggling offensively, although they did manage to score seven runs against the Padres yesterday. And the Padres don't have a terrible pitching staff on them, but they have been struggling offensively, and their pitching has not been great either. In fact, to begin the series on Thursday, Jimmy Nelson will be towing the rubber for the Brewers. He's been hurt for a good bit of the season, but he's been back. He's only pitched two games, but in those two games, he struggled. He's thrown seven innings, and he has an ERA over 10 
right now, which ERA is a little bit goofy whenever you've got that tiny of a sample size, but still, he's getting shelled a little bit. Maybe the Reds can add to that ERA for him. And then following him will be Chase Anderson, who's got an ERA over four. They've got Yolish Chassin, who's got an ERA over five, pitching on Saturday. And that game is Yolish Chassin against Luis Castillo, which we all know how that ended up last time Luis Castillo pitched against the Brewers. That was the crazy game in which the Reds were up, and then they blew the lead, and then the the Brewers ended up winning that in that strange two-game series a couple of weeks back. But they play the Brewers a lot coming up here. They got this four-game set, and then they have a three-game series in Cincinnati the week of July 4th. So they've got a nice little handful of games here in which they can do something against a team who has been constantly at the top of the National League Central. And then the pitching matchup on Sunday is uh, Brandon Woodruff. He'll be pitching and going against Anthony DiSclefani. So for the Reds, they've got Tanner Rourke on Thursday. They've got Sonny Gray pitching on Friday. Luis Castillo, like I mentioned, Saturday and Disco on Sunday. So hopefully they can continue the momentum because, and baseball's funny because momentum really doesn't mean a whole lot in the game of baseball. Each and every day is something completely different. And that's why baseball is such an awesome sport because with this series sweep, this is awesome. This is a high point of the season. Me as a fan, I currently, I mean, I've not been this happy since opening day. Like I'm on cloud nine right now. But I realize that there's still a lot of work left to be done, and I hope the team realizes that too. I hope they don't take this series sweep. And, and, and you know, it's, it feels good. We all feel good right now as Reds fan. Reds country is really happy. But they've got to understand the job's not done. In fact, the job has just started. There's still four games under 500. they They've got to still make a run here and get above 500 before we can even talk about anything else. And that run needs to start this weekend because the Brewers are struggling. The Reds need to help them keep struggling and continue to gain ground here in the Central. As I record this right now, the Cardinals and the Marlins are mired in an extra inning game with which both teams have scored one run. So that's probably been a fun one to watch. I'll keep my eye on that one. I don't know that it's going to end by the time I'm done recording because. When I started recording, they were just starting the 10th inning, and as of right now, they are in the bottom of the 11th, and it's two outs, nobody on for St. Louis, still tied one apiece for the Cardinals and the Marlins. But regardless, however that game finishes out, will only affect the deficit between the Reds and the Cardinals by half a game. And the Reds need to take today, and leave it in today. They don't need to carry over in tomorrow like, ah, oh, man, we're just, we're riding high. Because the Brewers do have the talent to shut them down and to turn this week on its head. Because right now, this week is awesome. This is a winning week, an undefeated week. I'm not expecting it to end that way by any stretch of the imagination. Our friend Stephen Offenbaker over the Reds Alert podcast actually mentioned he could see the Reds going 0-7 this week. Shout out to Steve, glad that's wrong. But they've got a real chance to turn this week with which we didn't want to name it moving week or anything like that. That's just that's silly because, you know, we 
we talked about that a couple weeks ago, and then nothing happened, and the Reds have been this crazy 500 team ever since the 1-8 start. But maybe, maybe they can get some moving done. Anyway, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. I'm going to have to quit. Thank you so much for listening to the Thursday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. I hope you're as excited as I am right now about where the Reds are because it's a great place to be. Thanks for listening. Check out our Twitter page at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's. Hit us up on LockdownReds.com and give us a call on the Lockdown Reds line, 513-549-0159. And make sure that you are subscribed. Get each and every episode automatically put into your queue. That way you don't even have to search us up and download and blah, blah, blah. Subscribe. Easiest way to get the podcast each and every day. Tomorrow, I've got Wick Terrell in. It's going to be a great one. I always love talking to Wick. You guys aren't going to want to miss it. For the Lockdown Roads Podcast, my name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.